Hi there. This is Jennifer Jarrett. I'm the host and a producer for Telemetry, the science and issues podcast for Yellowstone National Park. Thanks for joining us. A couple of notes on the story you're about to hear. It describes an event when a family of four encountered a grizzly bear, and it contains details that some people could find disturbing. If you have little ones, you might want to preview this episode before sharing it with them. Also, the family members who are generously sharing their story with us request that we all respect their privacy, so we will only be using first names, and we won't share any additional information about the family or the incident. I mean, it's not the kind of experience you expect to have in life. But I can remember thinking it, in that moment, thinking, this is, this is a pivot point, and, and this could change our lives forever. For Yellowstone National Park, this is telemetry. In the summer of 2018, Eric, his wife Emily, and their two sons, Owen and Lincoln, both under the age of 16, visited Yellowstone National Park. It was their first time. And while planning for their trip, they learned about bear spray. Now, bear spray is an aerosol canister containing highly concentrated hot pepper spray. It's used to stop aggressive or charging bears. The idea is that if a bear is charging you or coming at you, you blast this big cloud of pepper spray toward the bear's face. When the bears go into that cloud, they typically make a beeline and get out of there. Eric says that his family isn't super outdoorsy, but he describes themselves as, quote, serious dabblers. They love to get out and hike. On their trip, the family decided to rent bear spray, but Eric says that honestly, he thought it was a little silly. None of them expected to use it. When you rent bear spray in Yellowstone, there's a video that you watch. Eric says that, again, he was a little nonchalant about it. I mean, the idea of actually running into a bear just seems so unreal, right? But he watched anyway and went through the practice scenarios in his mind. He clipped and unclipped the safety a few times. The rest of the family waited in the car. After that, Eric and his family headed out to a popular trailhead. And what happened next? Well, we'll let Eric tell you that in his own words. Here's Eric. It just seemed like a normal hike, right? We're, we're just kind of having fun. And we were talking, and we were definitely not making any effort to be quiet. And I don't think we were very quiet, but... Um, you know that it's my my younger son was really he had just gotten a new Pokemon game, so I'm sure it could very well have been like oh I I managed to get this Pokemon and he has these powers you know that kind of thing could easily have been what we were talking about there was a good bit of that on the trip, and so we went up um, maybe a half mile and that's really where it happened. I think it all happened really fast. I mean, that was so fast. And that's one of the things that nothing could have really prepared you because it wasn't like, oh, I see it 100 yards away and I get prepared. And this was totally different. Uh, 
I, I heard a crash, but I looked. The bear just crashed at full speed, crashed out of some underbrush, like vaulting out of the underbrush at us at a, at a sprint. Um, and it was already quite close. It was like it was coming at us full speed at 25 yards away. And that's really, I think, you know, you see animals in the zoo or you see them on TV and you really don't get at all how, um, how powerful they are. That first second, um, everybody sort of reacts instinctively. And my instinct was to stand ground, right? That's what I had been told. It was don't run from the bear, stand your ground. For Emily and Owen, I think they sort of, the first response was to sort of jump back. And I think they kind of got behind trees. Um, and Lincoln, our, our younger son, naturally enough, just started running. You know, the, the sort of the thing they tell us now with brain science is that you have all these separate systems that your consciousness sort of coordinates, but they're all kind of running independently. And you could sort of see that happening because my brain was doing all kinds of different things at once without necessarily coordinating them. So, um, you know, I was at the same time pulling out bear spray while trying to yell to Lincoln, don't run, don't run, while analyzing the situation, while, you know, trying to, to move uh, in the right direction. Because Lincoln ran, the bear went after him. And so the bear is very quickly past me, and it's, it's tackling Lincoln. And at that point, um, seeing, right? I mean, there's a part of you that just instinctively responds as a parent that says, you know, your child's in danger. So I start running toward the bear, right? Meanwhile, I'm still trying to get out the, the bear spray and get it ready. Uh, I'm still probably, I know I'm still yelling something. I don't know what I'm yelling. Emily starts running toward him as well. And, you know, there's nothing really that we can do to a bear, um, but you have to try. Uh, and the bear's, you know, on top of, of Lincoln. Um, and, you know, in the size difference and the power of the bear, you know that uh, things could, you know, get really bad really quickly. So we're both running toward the bear. Um, it's on top of Lincoln. I'm running over and I'm getting close. Uh, the bear turned toward me um, and, you know, I don't know. I didn't hear a noise. Maybe it growled. I don't know. But it had its mouth open like it was, you know, going to come for me next. Uh, and I, I don't know. Honestly, you know, at that point, I think my mind was in a place where if it comes to me instead of Lincoln, that's better. Um but yeah, then it turned toward me and started coming. And I was, you know, very close to, to both of them at that point. The bear was about two to three feet away. So I had three feet. And, and that's when I managed to, to fire the spray off. Um, but there was just that one moment, like less than a second, just a beat where it seemed like that might not stop the bear because it was still coming. And I thought, oh, it's too enraged, it's too late, it's too close. But then it like took a breath and just recoiled. It just recoiled um, visibly, you know, back and ran off. So Lincoln got up and he, you know, he had been clawed uh, in the back 
And I guess it went into muscle and it wasn't bleeding a whole lot, which was good, right? That's what I was worried about. So uh, Lincoln started stumbling down the trail and I was trying to watch behind and have the spray ready because I still had half of it left. Um, but, but Lincoln really couldn't walk. He was, his legs were too weak from the adrenaline or whatever, right? It was just too much. Um, and so he kept wanting to stop and we're like, no, we cannot stop. We need to keep going. So I ended up carrying him. And so, yeah, we just kind of beat a very hasty retreat down the hill as fast as we could. We got back down to the car and we could see that he had, you know, some, some punctures, some bleeding, but um, overall, we seem like he's in pretty good shape, but we just, you know, of course, obviously we needed to get medical care and they checked him out and, you know, he knew he was okay. And I think being taken care of properly. And so, um, yeah, I think it was a few hours for him to kind of, you know, kind of get over that initial catharsis. But then, then he felt uh, a lot better already by the, by that, you know, afternoon. I think he was really brave, and I think, you know, um, I mean, this was a really uh, one of the, the, you know, scariest things that can happen, right? This goes back to kind of the, the primal human kind of um, dangers that we would have faced in the plains of Africa or whatever, right? And so he faced down that danger and, you know, came out of it okay mentally, came out of it okay physically. I think that's, that's really impressive. There's lots of ways that life can can um, deal you bad fortune, but this was not one of the ones we had ever anticipated, right? So, um, uh, you know, it's trite, I guess, but it, it does remind you to appreciate, um, you know, your family in, in, a, in a very kind of more tangible and real way, right? That when you to realize that things are are fleeting. I mean, but honestly, I, I mean. Was it traumatic? Yes. But on the other hand, how fortunate do we feel? There's so many ways that things could have gone wrong. So you, f- you have to feel really blessed, right? That that we had the, the right equipment we needed and we were able to use it. And that's a, that's a nice feeling to have, really, to appreciate how lucky you are. you know, take seriously when they say that, yes, you ought to have some bear spray with you is really the number one, number one takeaway that yes, it seems like it's crazy. It's not necessary. I'm just out there for a little while. I mean, like I said, we were only less than half a mile up the trail. So we weren't in some distant back country, you know, uh, you don't know where it could happen. Uh, you don't know when it could happen. So just go ahead and get the spray. Take the video seriously. Think a little bit. You don't have to like obsess about it. It doesn't need to become a fear, but think a little bit about what you'll do if the unexpected happens. Practice taking the safety on and off a little bit. Maybe put it in a place where you can get to it. Because yeah, I had so little time that looking back on it, I am kind of surprised that it all came off. The whole situation was probably eight seconds long, though, from beginning to finish. The bear coming out of the brush. Don't run, don't run. Bear on top of Lincoln. The bear turning and coming at me and using the spray. And things could have gone worse so many different ways. We could have forgotten in the car. Could have dropped it and fumbled it. 
gotten, you know, somehow not been able to get the safety off or, you know, shot it the wrong way or something, right? It's like, uh, my mind wasn't even focused on that. And yet it was happening kind of automatically. So it was surprising. Um, and I think just mentally stepping through it a little ahead of time re- probably really helped a lot in being able to do that. And I, I should say one of the Rangers said, you know, that was much better than if you had had a gun. Cause if you had a gun, you'd have to shoot just right. Or the bear would just be, you know, wounded and even more angry. Whereas the spray is pretty effective. It's a big cloud. You can't really miss. It is, I mean, we were, we were rare. It doesn't happen much, but, but my gosh, to have something you can do to save your loved one. Yeah. I think why not have that little bit of insurance so that if the worst happens, you can do something about it. We didn't think we needed it. And, and looking back, just so grateful we had it. I should mention that that so the the later the rangers found that there was a cub which is kind of explains why the the bear attacked um defensive you know defending its child um you know i think just the thing we didn't really think about was that this is a wild park and the animals are you know living their own lives and uh and that's something we love and appreciate about the national parks but you do have to approach it with a certain degree of respect Uh, so that you can stay safe, but you can do that in a way that this remains a really natural and wild space and not like a zoo. And and that's something I think we learned from, from this whole incident. The likelihood of experiencing a bear attack in Yellowstone is very low, but the park recommends that people take precautions. Hike in groups of three or more. Make noise. And by noise, I don't mean little jingle bells tied to your backpack. I mean noise, like yelling or calling out to alert any bears to your presence. The classic one a lot of us around here use is, Hey, bear! For real. I know, it feels dumb, but you should do it anyway. Especially while hiking through thick brush, forest regrowth, or when hiking over hills or other blind spots on the trail. If you do encounter a bear, don't run. Stay in a group and stand your ground. Finally, take bear spray with you every single time and know how to use it. Report any wildlife encounters that you might have, and for more information on how to stay safe in bear country, visit go.nps.gov forward slash yell bear safety. Telemetry is made possible by Yellowstone Forever, the official nonprofit partner of Yellowstone National Park. More at yellowstone.org. And by Canon USA's Eyes on Yellowstone program. Thanks also to the Acoustic Atlas at the Montana State University Library. Special thanks for this episode to Kristen Loving and, of course, Eric, Emily, Owen, and Lincoln. This is Telemetry. Thanks for listening.